Thank you, Didi, Rabbi Yoel Schoenfeld, for this hefty introduction. I think I've accomplished everything. I might as well go home. <laughs> the appreciation of the young Israel for opening their doors and bringing to the forefront always an important issue is to face the Jewish community. At the same time, also to thank all the Choshev Askonim who have been involved and worked so tirelessly to make this evening the success that it is. And again, bringing to the forefront the painful reality of child abuse in the Orthodox Jewish community. I have to tell you, truth to be told, uh, I'm here in the Kila now marking Bez Hashem, going to be 36 years. Of all the various Shilas, literally hundreds of Shilas, I don't believe throughout the many years we've had more than four or five Shilas ever dealing with this particular issue. Our time now has changed to this particular issue, and the reason is quite simple, because the fact that people did not come forth and talk about this is not because it doesn't occur or didn't exist or it just started to exist at this particular time. Simply there's communal shame and there's public embarrassment and there's even sometimes embarrassment from facing one's rov to talk about these particular issues. And therefore, the fact is, I can tell you, I recall an incident, I believe it was something like maybe eight years ago, where I received a call from the local here in Kew Gardens Hills from a mikveh lady concerning a woman who basically had bruises all over her body. And when approaching this woman in privacy and questioning her, the woman denied totally any abuse. Rather, she claimed that the abuses were as a result of her falling down the stairs. Actually, truly, I have no way of knowing what happened, but something deep down told me that she was actually only protecting her husband. The Sarasheni, I knew her husband. And knowing her husband, he was the sweetest person in the world. Person you'd like to be friendly with. Outgoing person, Mu'ura ben Abrius. Good conversationalist. Yes, he was a Balchesed. But at the same time, as we already know, by now it doesn't mean anything. Many abusers. Some of the most highly respected people of society. Some of them might be presidents of shuls. Some are public leaders, and I can tell you, the fact is that these people outside of the home might be the greatest balachesed, but when it comes at home, they are the greatest monsters, either to their wives or to their children. Yes, a number of years ago, I received a call from Ansi, and due to the technology of caller ID, their cloud, I have a rule, Never ask a person whose name who calls for a shayla, respect his privacy, unless the person either offers it or there's reason to follow up. My eyes could not fail to notice the name. The woman raised the question by being seriously abused, and the only time that her husband was nice to her was when she was going to the mikveh. Turns out her husband was a Choshiva Ravan Mansi. Choshiva Ravan Mansi which clearly tells you domestic violence, child abuse, is something that crosses all barriers. And therefore, this conference and this gathering is very important to make parents aware and the community aware of how we have to protect our children. I think talking about the halakhic issues, probably which is one of the most important issues, and that is always what comes up, is the question of Mesirah. Misira in its generic term 
in simplest form of understanding, is something that's very, very serious. Where it applies. Some of the harshest lishayness and terminologies of Chazal and Shulchan Aruch, allowed to kill him, and so on and so forth, that we find regarding Mesira, cannot be overstated where Mesira applies. About in the year 2005, I was asked to address the Degura Convention, but that was for a group of doctors. That time they raised the question how to deal with child abuse in terms of responsibility for a doctor, where by law, in fact, the doctor who notices this legally has to report it. And he felt it was important to discuss it from the halakhic aspect. What are the halakhic guidelines regarding this issue? The truth is, that is early, maybe not early enough, but in the year 1991, the Tzitz Eliezer of Waldenberg, with the great Poiskim, contemporary Poiskim, and Ishal Tzitzuvis Tzitz Eliezer in Chelik Yutes, in Simon Bays, was asked a very serious shaila by a very famous doctor, great Talmud Chocham, known as Dr. Abraham, well-known doctor who had written a lot of svarim, mechaber svarim, on medical ethics, considered to be a great authority on these issues, not simply as a doctor, as a medical expert, but also having first-hand knowledge in aloha, not from his own perspective of being a paisik, does not pasuk it himself, but being the fact that he was a doctor and a Talmud Chocham, he had access to all of the G'dayli Yisrael and all the various G'dayli Apoiskim, whose doors were always open to him and he had access, and many, many of the Shilas and answers to serious questions. The answers to those questions that we have today is no less due to the commitment to these issues and to these questions raised, in fact, by Dr. Abraham. The question that he raised was concerning about a Yelet Hamuka. Question number one. Where a child that was battered, and he already writes, Ledavayini, he says, Ein hadover nadir, it is not something that is rare. I wish, he says, it would have been rare, but it's not rare. A child is brought into the emergency room. He says, Child has been severely, severely beaten, severely injured. His skull is fractured. And he goes on to say, There's internal bleeding from severe beatings and burns. Burns from scalding water or cigarette butts. By whom? By the parents. By the parents. Sometimes one of the parents or both parents. And we know what happens. When you go and report to the authorities, two things might happen. One thing is, of course, the parents will be prosecuted. And as a result, depending on the system, parents can wind up in jail. And many times they will wind up in jail. Number two, the thing that's going to happen is they're going to remove the child from the home. And they're going to either, either they're going to place the child in a foster home or in the state institution, which very well may not be from. So the child was raised, taking out of the child from a from, yes, environment. He may not live, but it'd be a from environment. <laughs> and put him into a state institution. So the question is, 
as Tzitz Eliezer was asked by Dr. Abraham, is it mutter to hand over a yid to report? He says, is the doctor permitted or the healthcare professional allowed to report the parents of the police knowing for well that the parents might and are going to wind up in jail? Is the, daughter, is the doctor a moise? Interesting. And in order to buttress the point of Masirat, so Dr. Abraham, very well is knowledgeable, and he quotes why he's asking the Shaila because he's very well aware about what Masira might mean. So, of course, he quotes the Loshan, which, by the way, if you hear this Loshan, Shulchan Aruch, you may st stop and think for a moment until you really know what it means. But the Shulchan Aruch simply seems to be saying, that it's also limso the Yisrael, the Adakum, but it's also to hand over a Jew in the hands of authorities, Goyish authorities, Ben Begufe, Ben Bemamoinoi, Afilahu Rosha Baladeris. On the surface, as we learn this halach, it seems that we're sensitive to Messiah, even someone who's a Rosh Abalaveris. Not only that, maybe a Rosh at home is one thing. He's causing you grief. Shukhan seems to say, there still is an issue of Messiah. So is not the Shukhan therefore saying, asks Dr. Abraham, that may not the Shukhan be implying that it would be also therefore to report Parents for abusing child, physical abuse, sexual abuse doesn't make a difference. Abusing. But even before he waits for the answer, Dr. Abraham himself almost answers this question. And as you, I'm sure, suspect and certainly hope that in this situation it's clear that the doctor, he says, or the healthcare professional can indeed report the parents to the police even if they wind up in jail. Because the parents are considered to be a raidev, a pursuer. When you observe how someone is raidev achar, you're seeing someone pursuing someone else to kill him, or there's chances he's going to kill him, there's a din you're allowed nor to prevent the raidev from carrying out his actions, even to kill the raidev, if there's no other way. Allowing the child to remain at home under these conditions which means chances are the parents are just going to do it over and over again. This would clearly be a shayla pekuch nefesh. And certainly if it's a shayla pekuch nefesh, there would not be any question of a heter to do so. As Rav Waldenberg in fact says, Allah should not only allowed to do so, v'chayiv The doctor is mechuyiv to do that, to report him to the authorities. K'day lahatzil nefesh achas Yisrael so that's Poshit. However, as we stand here, there is the area where the Shiloh is more complex. And that was the other part of the Shiloh that Dr. Abraham poses to the Tzitz Eliezer. Let's say it's not Pekuach Nefesh. Let's say that the child was abused by the parents, physically abused. However, we know he's not going to die. He's not going to die. But he's going to be abused. And the question is, can you go ahead and report the parents under those circumstances? It's not a question for Kuwait Nefesh. Child is being abused, though. Tzitzleza responds and says that even under such circumstances where it is not a question of Kuwait Nefesh, his mutter report the parents to the police, even though it's not a Shaila of Kuwait Nefesh. And it's very interesting on what he bases that. There seems to be a contradictory psak. Just mentioned a moment ago that even if someone is mitzar you, 
Even someone is causing you grief, tsar, pain. Shukhanar says that the Yusuf Mesira applies. Yet, look at the Remo. The Remo writes in Siv Zayin, Yeishoimrim, the Odom Hamukem Mechaveiroi, someone who is being hurt by a neighbor, Yocholeilech, he's allowed to go, Likvoy Lifnei Akum, he's allowed to go to complain, Afopish Yigoyrim Lemake Hezegodl. The more writes, the more writes in no uncertain terms. If you don't, let's say, get along with your neighbor. Every day you go outside, you meet him, he slugs you. He slugs you. There's no halach, you have to be a makabal bahava, those kind of yisur. So the most says that you are permitted. You're permitted to go ahead and report him. Afalpi again. Afalpi shegoyrim lemake hezegodl. The perpetrator will be severely punished. There's no problem. But how do you reconcile these two seifim? On the one hand, we have a din. It says, even if he's made sarloi mitzaroi, he's causing you grief. It says, also limsa, you're not allowed to. And yet Ramos says, it is permitted. And the answer is, quite simply, he says, comes the shach, and the shach says very few short words. And the shach says, the chilik is poshit. And this is very important to bear in mind. The shach says, when the tachlis of the Mesira is gufa, to stop the makos, to stop the abuse, that's not called Mesira. When the Shulchan Aruch says that it is also to report someone to the authorities, according to the Shach that's referring to a situation where a person caused you grief in the past and you want to get even with him. So what's the best way to get even? I'll report him. So go ahead. That is what the Shulchan Aruch says you're not allowed to do. But when the Mesira, the reporting to the authorities, is going to stop the Makris, going to stop the beatings, then Avada, you're allowed to do it. In other words, that's basic self-defense. says the Tzitzelezer, so we see that with the Tachlis of the Mesira is in order to prevent and to stop abuse, he says, then the Din of Mesira doesn't apply. And therefore he concludes that not only, not only when a child is being abused, and it's the child of Pekuach Nefesh, as we mentioned before, Avada is permitted to go to the authorities, but even if a situation where it's not going to put the child in a life-threatening situation, merely physical abuse, according to the law, if the tachas of the Messiah is to stop and to prevent the abuse from continuing, then to stop him in his tracks when it's permitted to do so. Based upon this Ramon and the Shach, so again, it's Tzitzelezer permits it. Dr. Abram asked them the second question. The second question was not physical abuse, but it was sexual abuse. By whom? After what you heard before, you should not be surprised. Whereas the father is abusing his young daughter. Many times over again. It's not a question of Pekuach Nefesh. Mahadin, he says, Dr. Abraham asked, what would be the din in this situation? And then he goes on further. Let's say it's not a parent in the own home. What about a teacher, a kindergarten teacher? Yesh mikrim yiduim, he says, shall his alalus, which means abuse, shall moira began yelodim, could be in the cave voice, he says, yisharim, girls play group, boys play group. In all these cases, asking, do we have this, Shiloh? Do we have a question? Is it permitted to report it? 
And the Tzitzeliezer says, based upon I just told you a moment ago, that if the tachas of the Mesira is not to get even, not stop to punish, but if the purpose of the Mesira is in order to stop the perpetrator in his tracks, then it is permitted to report him that certainly in these cases that you also have asked, the same halacha would apply. In Avada and Avada, if you're dealing with a situation of a kindergarten teacher, where he is accessible and is involved with children all the time, he's involved with the children, children are under his care, and being the authority that he has over the children, children trust him, there's the innocence of those children. They are at the mercy of that teacher. There's no question that in order to stop him, he says you're allowed to do it. This is the opinion, this is the opinion of the Tzitzeliezer. Besides the fact, which I mentioned just as an aside, no one should go further to take this as a halachalamaisa, but the Tzitzeliezer uses this only as a sniff, as an added, as an added, he doesn't need any more for the heter, to report abuse in such instances. But just as an added heter, as a sniff, he quotes an Arach and the reason I'm saying this as an added sniff, because Arach HaShulchan is a controversial Arach Rokhashukhan says something very phenomenal. It's a tremendous Chiddush. Rokhashukhan says, and I'll quote to you, basically he says, that the whole concept of Mesira, and again, nobody takes this Lohach Lomaisa, but Rokhashukhan does write this. Tzitzleza brings it only as an added sniff. But the Rokhashukhan writes, there's a difference, he says, between primitive and enlightened governments, he says, which means to say that basically if you follow the sources says the Yorach HaShulchan, in the Gemara dealing with Mesira, is dealing with barbaric systems. You're dealing with governments that really is not a government of justice, governments that don't have a system of law, governments that punish in a measure that has no shaykhs to fit the crime. They do things at women that... They have no real system, it's according to the Akzarius who is being happy to be sitting and adjudicating the case at that particular time. He calls them bandits, he calls them pirates. He says, those are not people of authority. But he points out, but our system, interesting, is our system. He lived under the Tsar, and he says, our system. <laughs> our system is fine. Well, the system, he says, in Britain, system in Britain, he quotes, okay. He says, those systems, he says, I believe this is not the case that the Shulchanor talks about. As we know, he says, the case is in Africa. That's where the problem is. Africa, he says, Messiah would be a problem. So they might, who knows what they do with him, eat him up. <laughs> so, Mamela, this is a distinction that the Yorach HaShulchan makes. just want to mention that in the Chuvis, if you go to various periodicals, go look in the Koivitz Tchumen, one of the popular periodicals, you'll find those that feel sort of skeptical, even if the Yorach HaShulchan meant it himself. Because according to him, you could throw out a good section of Messiah today. Because we're living, let's hope, in a government such as in America, when you have governments of justice, maybe the whole Indian Messiah doesn't apply, according to the Rakhashulchan. And the skeptical perception is that maybe the Rakhashulchan did this under the force of the censor. Which, by the way, many times there are areas in the Rakhashulchan where things were written partially because of fear of the censor, so therefore he writes even under the <coughs> regime of the Tsar that this is a just government, and so on and so forth. <coughs> maybe that was the reason that he wrote it, but really he didn't believe it. By the way, there's an article of Rabbi Bleich about it in Tchumen, there's also from Shol Yisraeli and so on and others as well. But they try to dismiss, they say, one thing is clear, the Tzitzelezer seems to take it quite seriously, even though he uses it as an added sniff, but nevertheless he does not bring the point. He says, I don't believe he did it just because of the censor. Why? Because 
he did not only talk about Russia where he was living in, he also mentions Britain, mentions other countries, which is no need for the sake of the censor. They don't care about those other places. It would have been enough merely to justify the place that he's living in. The fact that he added more different countries for the same heter would imply that he was not simply writing it out of fear of the censor. Another thing is usually when he writes things for fear of the censor, he writes it in more smaller print. Here it's part of the actual sif. If you follow the Orcheshulchan, one sif after the other, and then he mentions this in bold letters as he would write anything else. Also, when he writes things for the sake of the censor, it doesn't bother to elaborate too many svaras. Why? He writes it. This is the way it is. Here he gives the reasons, gives you some logical explanation, which appears that this is the way that he is leaning. In any case, as an added sniff, <coughs> the Tzitzeliezer does rely also on the Orach HaShulchan in order to be allowed to report predators, and mainly because of the Ramah and the Shach, in order to stop abuse from happening. What's interesting to mention, if we didn't mention Orach HaShulchan, let me tell you, Moshe disagrees totally. Actually, in three different places in the Gris Moshe, that Mesir applies by the American government too, where it applies. Also, Rab Reich, in Shalzachuvitz, Cholkis Yankov, also clearly states, he's even a little more machmer than Ramosha, not getting into that now, that Mesir does apply even in just governments. But Akuponim Skedai to know the Yorke Shulchan's opinion as it were. But there's one more thing that the Tzitzelezer advances. And he brings a tremendous Kiddush from Achuvitz Mabit. And from Mabit was someone who lived in the time of the Bishyosef, you're going back to the 1500s. About four centuries ago. And the Mabit tells the following thing. That where you're dealing with a problem. Listen to this Mabit. Very crucial. Where you're dealing with a problem. Where a Jewish bezin cannot enforce. Or deal with the situation at hand. For instance. If a Jewish bezin has a question of physical or sexual abuse. On its hand. And they are very limited in what they can do. Writes the Mabit. And the Tzitzel, he has a quote in his own Lashen. Sometimes is the calling of the moment. If you have Rishuz Bezen, he said, because being we as a Jewish Bezen, we have no way of dealing with it. We have no way of enforcing it. It's a new insight of the Mabit. Where, as the Tzitzelezer adds, it might be a typical case where Alpidin Mesira might apply. But being it's a problem where the Jewish Bezin cannot deal with it. We cannot enforce it. So here we have a problem, but there's no way to deal with it. And there's no way to deal with it. It is possible, says the Mabit, that Brishuz Bezin, that Bezin has a koyach, to revoke and to remove the issue of Mesira because of Tzoyer HaShor. Bezin says, we have here a problem. This problem has to be dealt with. We have to deal with it. So Bezin, even if legally, the Din Messiah normally would apply, but because of a problem that we have no other way, no other way of taking care of it, no other solution, we have no other power, Bezin, therefore, can enforce and say, you know what? We are Mater, the Yisra of Messiah. Shuvah's Mabit. And the Tzitzelezer also uses that as an extra sniff regarding child abuse, physical abuse, as I had to report it, Bishuz Bezin, as he points out. I want to tell you that this is not just the opinion of a Tzitzeliezer. As a matter of fact, I want to quote you in the name of both the Rebbe Yashif and also of Shlomo Zalman Orbach. It's fair to say that Dr. Abraham considers himself to be a Talmud of Shlomo Zalman. In his writings, when he refers to him, he says, Moiri Virabi was equally very, very close to Balyashev. Not sure that he considers himself a Talmud. 
Yashim basically was, even though he gives shiurim, everybody knows, and it's a very big opportunity if you ever know that's soil. That's really a moment to see him up close when he gives his, his daily daf shir, not daf yoyim shir, but his daily blat shir, which a lot of those kedushim have been reprinted in a sefer called Ha'oris, on different sectors already have been put together. And people, if you're lucky, you have an opportunity very quickly to squeeze in after the shear, stick out your hand and get a bracha. But Kapodim, that's an opportunity you can see him without any appointments. You just go in there and have an opportunity to see him for about an hour as he gives the shear. Kenar at this age, Hashem Yarach Yom he continues to give the shear. Rabbi Yashif and both of Shemizalman say the following. They say, a child or infant that's brought to a hospital with symptoms of being a battered child. It is prohibited after an investigation to return him to his home as they will continue to beat him until he might die. Okay, that is, as we said, the Pikuach Nefesh case. It's obligatory. Then they go further about the problem that they might place him in a non-Jewish home. Certainly this Pikuach Nefesh, both the Tzitzelez and all of them agree that would be secondary. You have to worry about his life and to save the child's life. And we are not going to worry what might ensue down the road, where they might place him. And he goes on further. It's important, he says. Particularly, he says, you're dealing in areas with these things are prevalent. Prevalent. He says, Rishlam Mizalman Orbach agreed with all of the above, and also Rabbi Yashif, he says, Paskin, that is permitted for a doctor to inform the authorities, even if it's possible that a child will be placed with a family or agency that is not Jewish. A number of years ago, as you see that the Shiloh was coming up, although it is not to the forefront as we are seeing now in our time, Tafshin and Aleph, but in a particular Koivitz, a very popular Koivitz called Koivitz Yeshurin, very sophisticated type of a Koivitz, very Choshev of a Koivitz periodical. There's a Chuvah by Ramosha Halbishtam, Sechoyin Levrocha. Halbishtam was a Chavar of the Badats of the Edach Reyes Yerushalayim. A very, very well-known Paisik. Besides, he was a person with a heart, with a tremendous lave, tremendous sensitivity. The door would be open to everybody. You can imagine he was a person, you know, on the one hand, you know, being a member of the Badatse Dachredes, who was supposed to be, you know, the great Kenoim. Many times when I come into his house, I would see there people with Kippah Rugan, all types, all walks of life. He would spend with them all of his time. People living the Shtachim, living all over. Did not make a difference to them. It's not just he would just pask in the child and then close the door. But he would really sit with them, make contact, try to help them in certain situations. As a matter of fact, he even gave one of them my phone number. I wasn't so happy about that. <laughs> that also. So this was the, the follow-up. This is the derech. This is Ramesh Ha'obishtam Finuim. At the end, he writes of this shuvah, was asked the child about, is there a question of Mesira? Al-Kopanim, he says, V'cho nachsinen v'cho maskinen, we end. He says, the quicker you do it, he says. Not only, he says, is it okay, but to be misdares, don't delay, do it as quickly as possible. But he adds, You have to have seichel, sometimes we jump, quick, but to really see what's happening. Assess the situation properly. Don't misread what's happening. It's an achrayis to know what's happening. Don't overlook what's happening. But see what's happening. Look at it intelligently. And deal with it, as he says. Behesk of Also, B'zalman Nechem Yugolber. Wrote a particularly on this island. 
seems, and B'mechilis, maybe I should say, maybe it was a little bit naive. Maybe naive. He gives a heter, he gives a heter reporting, but he says at the end, but be careful. Why? Why? Maybe to threaten him. Well, what you've heard today, you see, that's not true. It's a health niche to threaten him. It doesn't help to scare him. Can't blame him. That's it. And part of the reason, I'll tell you, part of the reason why this issue, it's not so much we're afraid about the dirty word or anything like that. Part of the reason is also because I think deep down nobody really believed or really knew how far this serious this is. Nobody really knew that this is something that cannot be helped. It's a problem. Nobody looked at it as an illness. You say he's a pervert. If it's a pervert, maybe you can deal with it somehow. But if you look at it as an illness, then it's totally something different. It's totally different parish. So it was really lack of knowledge. And I have to tell you that at the end of the day, that at the end of the day, that when we say that it is the consensus that's permitted to report and there's no Isra Mesira. However, there cannot be Hefkeris either. And therefore, the way it is taken out from many Chuvas is, a Shiloh should be asked from a Rav, and I have to say this, a Rav who is sensitive to his ideas and has some knowledge with this thing. There are great Rabbonim out there, Choshe Rabbonim, great Hamidah Chachamim. When it comes to this area, they push it, they are not familiar, they are not aware, and therefore they may misplace the halach in the wrong direction. And many have said, if you go to a rov who clearly did not understand the issue, you can find another rov. It's not like any other shaila, you know, you don't go shopping for a heter. The situation, you go to a rov and he was machmer, you have to accept the psak. He doesn't go, okay, let me try, I have a few phone numbers here, let's see which one I like best. <laughs> you don't go like that. Halacha doesn't go like that. When it comes to this halacha, this is the opinion of many Gedoyle Yisroel. He went to Rav and he said to you, you can't report him. Maybe he's right in a particular situation. Maybe. It's not so posh. Then go to another Rav. Go to another who will understand the situation better and in fact, will give you a heter. And I have to tell you just recently, I think it was about a month ago, I received a phone call from a doctor in Borough Park. From doctor belonged to the Boston Chassidus, happened to be a female doctor. Runs her own office. Check out the Shiloh. It's an amazing thing. Child abuse. Child abuse, what? Five years old, six years old, seven? A mother. Mother was abusing the child. Physical child abuse. Teenager. 13 years old, 14 years old. As the children were growing up, each one, after they married, had scars from the abuse from the mother. Mother was totally controlling. Totally controlling of the child. Child put food in her mouth. Teenager, without permission of the mother, she would rip it out of their mouths. There were bruises here and there. Not terrible bruises, but the emotional scars of having to live. There's a chasna coming up in the family. Mother says a punishment. You're not going to get a dress for the chasna. Child growing up, these are tremendous types of abuses, and so on and so forth. The mother, people who know her, is a wonderful woman. Is a wonderful woman. Because since then, someone else was familiar with the case, mentioned it. Whoever knows her, be best friends with her. Nobody will have an inkling that that's what's going through at home. And now I know this child in Brooklyn, Bar Park, as a matter of fact, a member, family member in our family, who might be taking in one of the children, one of the teenagers, out of this particular home.
It's not going to end up in some fry place or some hefkeriga place, but in the from home. So this is what we're dealing with. And hopefully again, that this is brought to our awareness and brought to our attention. So I simply conclude. Every Yid says, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elekeinu Hashem Echod. So you know, you put your hands over your eyes. And you shry Shema Yisrael. And maybe you're saying with such kavana, Hashem Elekeinu Hashem Echod. You're saying, Rabbi Hashem, I believe you're the only one. You may not be such a believer. You know why? Because there's a prerequisite. Shema Yisrael. Are you able to hear the pain of another Yid? First comes Shema Yisrael. Hear the tsar and the pain of another Yid. After that you can say, if you're not ready for the Shema Yisrael, for the opening part of that posse, if you're not sensitive to hearing the pain and the tsar and the outcry, the Yiddish Nishama, the pain and the feeling of the tsar, then you make shrai, Hashem Alekeinu Hashem does not have real meaning. The Hashem Alekeinu Hashem has only as much meaning as the sensitivity of the Shema Yisrael. Well, Hashem, this tremendous demonstration of people coming out. I mentioned to someone, I think many here are already those whose children are long married. So it's not really something that they may not even be dealing with personally. But people have come out from all ages. All grandparents have grandchildren, hopefully. Welcome upon them. It's a tremendous, as I say, it's a Kiddush Shem Shemayim. And this awareness, Be'ez Hashem, should help us. That we should be able to continue to have a lot of Shusim and Shemayim. We should not have to have any more of this type of gatherings. Next gathering should be a blessed Hashem for Simchis, Chos, and Kalit, Pinyin Abenz, Bar Mitzvah, Sholem Zochers, Mitzvah, Hashem should be Zoychet, to see Bonim, Bunei Bonim, Oizkim Betoy, Mitzvah, Adoyim, Abiyaz, Be'el Zerim, Amen, Amen.